All right, family, yesterday I sent you all an article that you are supposed to have. Everybody get that article that I sent yesterday, the love ye one another even as I have loved you. We're going to read it again for everybody who um, maybe didn't read it yesterday or those of uh, who's watching us on the stream, but that's what we're going to be discussing today, so... In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, bread witness, there is no God but Allah who we believe came in the person of Master Father Muhammad uh, and raised up for us the exalted Christ, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we thank those two for leaving for us and our Mr. Divine, one of God and the Messiah and our Miss today, the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's in there. Three names I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. He said in the Arabic language of "Assalamu alaikum." We're going to be, for those listening in on the stream, reading and going through an article called "Love Ye One Another Even As I Have Loved You." And so, what we're going to do at the end of this, at the end of this, we're going to share what stands out to you. Put it in it. I'm about to put it in the telegram. Um, just in case you didn't get the text message yesterday. All right. I just put the link inside of the telegram so that you all can read it that way if you didn't get it. All right, so let's get started. The minister says this world talks a lot. Pop up his camera. This world talks a lot about love. But to understand love is to understand the core out of which God operates. Love is not an emotion. It's not that it's not that tender feeling that one gets in the heart when you see someone you are attached to. We are not talking about love on the base level. The scripture says God is love. When you see the verb is, which cannot take an object and which which cannot take an object and which represent a state of being, then whatever is on the other side of that is, is equal to what's on the other side. It's like an equation. God equals love. If you say God is love, then love is God. Love is that creative force out of which the universe came. Love is that creative force that gave motion to matter that made nothing into something. Love is that creative force out of which love out of which comes law and order, sustenance, maintenance and the reproduction of all things. God is love. There was a man who came to Jesus and asked him, how could he attain the kingdom of God? Jesus said to the man, well, do the law. And the man said, I'm already doing these things. Then Jesus told him to take all of his goods, sell them and give them to the poor. Jesus said, deny yourself and pick up your cross and then come and follow me and you will attain the kingdom of God. Well, that was a little too much for that fellow. So he went on about his business with the law. Moses brought law. Muhammad, peace be upon him, brought law. Law is good. For law gives us and defines for us the limits of our behavior 
that will disallow us to infringe upon the rights and happiness of others. He says law is a necessity, but law in of itself is not the answer. For law can give you the outward appearance of what you may not be on the inside. The law of good, the law of God is good. So you can live the law and appear good. David said, I delight in the law. The law is a lamp unto my feet. All of that is good. But time demands something better than just law-abiding people. Because the law can only govern members of the body. But what can correct a reprobated mind? Mm. Jesus wanted to nurture that which was on the inside. Because when you are good, you don't need law. The law is not for righteous people. The law is for the lawless. When you become a reflection of Christ, you don't need law anymore. Jesus said, the first commandment that I give you is to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And the second is unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. So love is above the law because out of love came the law. Out of love came motion. Out of love came order. Out of love came sustenance and maintenance and reproduction. Love is the apex of it all. Beloved family, we don't love each other as he loved us. We like to show love to big shots. We like to be good to the person with power and authority who can be good to us. So our love oftentimes to the big shot is tainted with the motivation that is not right. It's easy to love somebody that you give that can give you a position. You see, so you can uh, uh, feign obedience Feign love. But the little believer that's sitting in the back somewhere, that little sister or brother that comes to church every Sunday and comes through the week and says nothing, but when it's time to give, they're always there. And when it's time to work, they're always there. And sometimes you pass over that one to get to the big shot. But Jesus said, love ye one another, even as just like equal to the way I have shown my love for you. You can't love one another being proud and arrogant over your position in the church or in the mosque or in your business. That's not love when you've got to remind people of who you are so that they will bow to your so-called authority. Love disallows vain and glorious talk. Love disallows bragging, boastfulness, ego tripping over some gift you have that didn't originate with you. Over some advantage you have that's, that somebody else gave you. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Love does not seek its own. Love can transcend the, these artificial barriers that keep us separated from one another. Love doesn't care anything about your position. Love doesn't care anything or, or, or doesn't care whether you're poor, hungry, naked, or out of doors. Love would never pass you by. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, if any man will be my disciple, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. Dear brother, beloved servants of the living God, our preaching, our singing, our work should not be to seek the praise of men. Whatever we do, 
should be the glory, should be to the glory of God and the edification of God's people. A lot of people love to give, and that's wonderful. I myself try to be very charitable, but you don't see my heart. You don't know why I'm being charitable. Suppose I'm being charitable because I want to oblige you to me. Suppose I'm being, being charitable because I want you to recognize me as something special. Suppose I'm giving money so I can be seen of men like those who pray to be seen. My motive that you can't see condemns what I do that may appear good on the surface. I'm going to say that again. My motive that you can't see condemns what I do that may appear good on the surface. If it's tainted with vanity, it's worth nothing. If I have not love, I'm nothing. When Jesus met Peter, he was doing something. When Jesus met Luke, he was doing something. When he met Matthew and Mark, they were doing something. But he said, come follow me. I have something that I want you to do. If you're in love with what you are doing, then you can't deny yourself to accept him and his mission and his work. You can't be a Christian. You can't be a Muslim. You can't be a Hebrew or a Jew and be self-willed. You may say, I'm a good Christian. I'm giving my money. I've helped to build Christ's universal temple or life center. I helped to build Mas Maryam. I sacrificed my money. But it will profit you nothing if you just come and take your seat and sing and shout and sell papers and give money but are not involved in Christ's mission. Christ's mission is not coming to church. Christ's mission is not necessarily having the finest choir in the city or building the biggest building in the city. Why do you have to fish, Peter? Because my people are swimming in a sea of sin that soon shall become a lake of fire. I want you, Peter, to get out, get them out of the world and bring them to me. But in order to do that, Peter, you can't be a part-time. If you're going to be my disciple, you have to put down your pole in your net. Put your trust in my father and follow me. Don't worry about your bread. Don't worry about your card note. Don't worry about your tattered robe. If you follow me, your robe is out there. Your rent will be paid. Your mortgage will be paid. If you look at the, 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 the lilies, they told not, neither do they spin. If you look at the foxes and you look at all of God's creatures, they are taken care of. How much more will he take care of you if you put him first in your life? Mm. No church where his name is mentioned should be empty. Not as long as you are in here. You can't come just sit and enjoy. You must bring someone with you because you too must be fishers of men and women who are dying out in the world under Satan's grip. And the only way you can be free is that you have to bring them to him who has been sent into the world to liberate us. Not just from the oppressor's hand of, our, of an oppressor. I'm sorry. Not just from the oppressive hand of an oppressor, but to liberate us from the worst oppression of all, and that is sin itself. I close knowing that life is like a vapor. It appears for a short time, and then it vanishes. 
So the time that you have and I have, we've got to do something with our time to be worthy of the limitless time that God says he will grant those who accept eternal life. I say this as a man who is hated without a cause, as a man that is misunderstood because I am purposely misrepresented by those who fear truth, freeing their slaves. They are afraid because they have they have us boxed in in a sort of religiously or religious religiousity, religiosity, but not in the mission of Jesus Christ or the mission of Muhammad. We have relegated these things to a back burner while we have while we pursue the perishable goods of the world. If you tell me that God is your father, then act like God is your father. Get up like a man that knows God is willing and start taking the world by the horns and wrestling the world down and overcoming the world. Greater is he that is in you that is he that is in the world. Do you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind? Then from this day forward, love ye one another, even as he has loved us. Ooh. That's deep there. Press the number three. If something stood out to you, press the number three. If something stood out to you that you would like to share this morning. Press the number three. We got, we got Sister Brianna, or you can raise your hand too. Uh, Sister Brianna, go ahead. Awesome. Lake of fine folk. So this was a good one, of course. What it really made me think about is what we do um, intentionally, right? Or, or even, un well, no, intentionally, I'll say. Because you can say that you, you want to help the people, you're striving for your best, but you're selling them... Um, boil bags of seafood because the money's good. So that means that you're putting money over what you know is right, what you know our people shouldn't be doing. But because everyone knows that seafood is a pretty penny, that's your God instead of God himself or the mission at hand. Um, or even when it says like, like brother Keon was on the master call the other day. And he says like, when you post something, but just to fly at someone, and I believe you said it too, also last week, like like using the teachings just to try to put someone down and using using the minister's voice or the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's voice and words. Like that's not right. When we do stuff, it has to be in pure intention, no matter what money may be coming, because that means that you could be brought, bold, brought, brought sold uh, by any man if the price is right. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> you go with that laugh. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, let's see who we got next. Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum, family. Um, what, what, what stuck with me, the main point I wanted to, to speak on was the part where it says that love can transcend these artificial barriers that keep us separated from one another. And, and that in itself is so much because we find so many ways to divide ourselves. We find so many ways to find a difference with one another, especially us as black people. We find ways to, you know, with colorism and 
the way they dress or the way they live their life. We find ways to divide when we should be looking for ways to unify. Um, and then the point where it says love, love doesn't care whether you're poor, hungry, naked or out of doors. We shouldn't just have a conditional love. And that's really what this this article stands out to me is having an unconditional love, not caring about these emotional feelings that we have attached to what we are getting out of the situation. But are we truly like like Sister Brianna brought out, are we truly helping from a sense of love and doing what Allah wants us to do for each other the same way Allah has done for us? Are we truly looking for um, something in return? Are we looking for validation? Are we looking for applause or are we actually looking to actually raise the dead? Um, that's that's what I wanted to leave there. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. All right. I, there, there's something that I wanted to point out where he said uh, Jesus wanted to nurture that which was on the inside because when you are good, you don't need law. And uh, it made me think about I don't know if the minister explained this or was it Brother Malik, my student minister, but was talking about the difference between, I think it maybe was the minister was breaking down the difference between Moses and Jesus. Moses came with the law, so if you messed up, it was the law. But if we really think about it, what well, we, we need the law because we lawless. But what we really need is, 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 is the love and belief, belief is more powerful than the law. Here's why. Because you can have a brother change or a sister change only because the law is there. But what about when the law is not there? Because if the person is changed only because of the law, are they really changed? For example, I like to drive fast and hearing that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the minister had a heavy foot didn't make it no better. So I drive the speed limit when I see the law there. Police come up, I drive the speed limit. <laughs> but when that police ain't there and I'm on that highway, shoot, I might, I ain't even going to tell you where I may go with it because y'all going to be trying to report me. Oh, brother, being gonna kill himself. Nah, no, just I don't drive that fast. But uh, I drive pretty fast, you know. When the law not there, but I'm not really changed. If the person is only not robbing this store because the security guard is there, that person still needs a belief change. And so many times that we we gotta work from the. Uh, the inside out versus the outside in. The law is dealing with the outside, the outer appearance, as he was saying. The outer appearance. But what Jesus was trying to do and deal with with the scripture, that's why it says, even if you think it, you've done it. Because everything starts with the thought. Before I go rob somebody, it's the thought. Before I go kill somebody, it's the thought. Which is why, you know, when people talk about uh, tangible things, when people talk about, you know, the community and we got to go, you know, stand, I, I, I get all that. But, bro, going to tell a drug dealer to get off the corner, maybe for a weekend or two, 
yeah, they may not come back while you're present. But imagine if we can just change his mind to not sell it or change the mind of the dope user that will put him out of business. Because at the end of the day, the mind is what has to be transformed. It don't say be ye transformed by your gun. It says be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Because the mind is dealing with the inner core of the person. And once we can change the inner core of the person and we can find love for one another like the minister loves us. Or like Jesus have shown to love us. Through scripture. Through stories and what we heard. Then maybe we can change the inner workings of each other and not get to uh, dealing with each other. And, and we look good and, and, and we here because of people watching. But what if we really loved one another? What could we do? What if it wasn't just surface level? How could we be? And so when we go to people with that understanding that it's not just the law, it's not just teaching them the right, but get, getting them to understand it so that they can internalize it. It's like our children as I close. We can tell our children to do something, and you know how we do. Why? And what do we say? Well, I try, I try not to say this. So I don't think I've said this. But and back in the day, we hear, because I said so. Right? Well, you're not, we're not really teaching the children through because I said so. Well, you tell me not to be with this boy. Why? Because I said so. You told me you better not get caught with that. You better Why? Because I said so. Well, I'm not getting the understanding, so I may not do it when you're around. I may not do it in your presence, but because you have not dealt with the inner core and, 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 and uh, quenched my thirst for knowledge, for understanding, now I'm only not doing it because you said so. But what about when you gone? I don't have the understanding of why I'm not supposed to be doing this. So naturally, we're going to be curious and I'm finna try it out. But if we had the understanding, hey, this is why I don't want you to do this. This is why you shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. And if I can get us to understand it, then even out of my presence, that is who you are. So you're not going to do it either way. So, yeah, I just want to. You know, give us that. We got next up, Sister Yolanda. Hi, Assalamualaikum. Well, excellent. You always hit on something that I'm going to hit on. But nevertheless, that was a point that stood out to me as well. On top of um, Jesus wants to govern what's on the inside of us. And not not that uh, it governs, where law governs the members of the body, not what's inside of us. But Jesus wants to govern what's on the inside of us. Going back to that word love, love and law. And it made me think about when he says also, show love to the big shots. We like to do good to the person with the power and authority who comes who can be good to us. And nevertheless, I just put myself in everything. 
if that's what I I'm doing, I'm gravitating towards those of power. But I don't even realize I don't see the struggles that they went through to get to this power. I don't know the trials that they went through to manifest what I'm seeing in front of me now. They just didn't show up on the earth and appear like that. And I pick out like, ooh, I want to be them. So when I see that person of power, I go to day, they, what did they go through to attain where they are? And their manifestation shows their love without them hugging, oh, I love you, oh, I love this, or just announcing it. Just their spirit, that frequency that they give all, which you gravitate to. So when I see someone like that, I want to know what was the process. How did they get there? The trust they they trusted the process because they are being a manifestation of the process that they went through, and I'm quite sure it didn't just happen overnight. And even if they are going through a trial. I still can't see the darkness because their light is shining so bright. The love. As it says, how can we love God who we've never seen and we can't even love our brothers and sisters that we see every day? Everybody goes is or has gone through something and going to continue to go through something. But don't lie, allow that darkness to dim your light of the love because when you're in love, then the law you have no problem with the laws of the land, for example. You don't have a problem with it. Because our mind was created to think right. And I hope I'm not going off topic. But just with you allowing your love to manifest within you, first we got to start with loving ourselves. God didn't create us all the same. We all have a uniqueness within us. So what I see Sister Pearl with, I don't want to gravitate to her and be what Sister Pearl is. I want to gravitate to her so I could bring the love out of me and how it's going to come out of me. Not the same way Sister Pearl does it. And then if Sister Pearl has many things going on, I can't get frustrated. Oh, she's not paying me no attention or this, that, and other thing. Rece get the message out of the lesson, the love, the light that is illuminating in that. And not be envious of anybody because we all have in us. Just brush it off. Brush off the rocks and the flowers and trees and leaves. And allow yourself to shine the way God created you to shine. He didn't create me to shine like Sister Pearl. He created me to shine like me. Asalaamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Salaam. Thank you. Next we got Brother Shakur. Brother Shakir. Salam alaikum. Can you hear me, Brother Ben? Alaikum salam. Loud and clear. Yes, sir. Peace, family. Man, that, that was excellent. Brother Ben, man, coming after what that sister just said, she, she's right. She's 1% right and exact. And the minister speaking on, I know that, that lecture you're talking about. Jesus, he talked about, about the law. He said, under Moses, you had to act right. Right. That's what the law he said. You may be seeing a woman and a man or a woman that's getting uh, stoned to death for adultery and the man. But you had thoughts about being with that woman or being with that man. 
That's why Jesus said, look, under Moses, you had to follow the law. Right. But you had to act right, but you didn't have to think right. That's why he said, as a man think of about a sin, I'm paraphrasing, he has done that sin. So now on so under Jesus, he brought you into the higher realm of God. So if you think about a sin, you have committed that sin. It's the same reason why he talked about Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a scholar, which when you look in the teachings, it said, who, who is the 5% of the poor part of the earth? Christ was a poor, righteous teacher. He didn't believe in the teaching of the 10%, right? And he was telling me, he said, well, you a scholar, pretty much you don't care about these poor. You always thinking about the law. You acting right, but you not thinking right. He said, man must be born again, a spirit and mind. So you, you not of a spirit and water. So you got to not just act right. You got to think right. This is what this is talking about. That's why when you, when you, that's why we say love in the mathematics. That's why I say Islam is after learning mathematics was Islam. Islam is mathematics. It stands true. You can always prove it in no limit of time. So when you understand mathematically, love, love is the elevation, the highest form of understanding. So when you truly understand somebody, you truly love them. Right. And which is when you understand God and devil, that's why it says in our lessons, what a Muslim does not love the devil, regardless to how long he studies. I leave it at that. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you. Sister, Sister Randisha. Assalamu alaikum. This is Sister Jemiah. Wa I would like to say thanks for contributing to the gift of the Mario Kart 3D World. I would like to say that my love for the minister is what brought me to the call. And as a young child, I wanted to share what I learned to inspire anyone to the truth. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. So, um, it's my turn now. So, um, a few things that actually stuck out to me, Assalamu alaikum family, as it relates to the reading, um, was that, you know, um, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It also protects, it also trusts always hope, always preserves, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. That's 1 Corinthians um, 13 for the weight. But I was just thinking about like a few things um, as it relates to, as I was going through my Facebook feed, it said Oprah asked T.D. Jakes why her birth mother couldn't love her. And be the mother she sh should have been to her. He said, you're a gallon. Your mother was a pint. She could only pour what she had, but it was never going to fill you up. Wow. Stop looking to get gallon-sized love from the pint-sized people. They only have so much. Sometimes you're just too big. It's okay. They can't give what they said. So I was actually thinking about like um 
you know, in the reading, it said, Jesus said, the first commandment that I give to you is to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Beloved family, we don't love each other as he loved us. You know, like how many of us really, really know where our brothers live or our sisters live? And this is just from, um, um, this is just from one of brother author's lectures. Like how many of us, how many of us are actually so connected and we're closing that gap on love that we know where our brother and sister live, that we actually been to our brother and sister house, had movie night, um, broke bread, ate bean soup or however. But to continue, we like to show love to the big shots. We like to be good to the person with power and authority who can be good to us. So our love oftentimes to the big shot is tainted with the motivation that is not right. It's easy to love somebody. That can give you a position so you can feel obedience, feel love. Um, and then it says, get to the big shot. But Jesus said, love ye one another as just like equal to the way I have shown you my love for you. Love does not behave itself unseemingly. Love does not seek its own. Love can transcend these artificial barriers that keep us separated from one another. Love doesn't care anything about your position. Love doesn't care whether you're poor, hungry, naked, or outdoors. Love will never pass you by. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, if any man will be my disciple, let him deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. Love is about study to me. Love is about um, sacrifice. Love is also about discipline. So these are just a few things that actually um, just stood out to me, but it's always a song about love, right? Music Soul Child said, love so many people use your name in vain tina turner said you know what's love got to do with it right and then what's her name v bozeman said what is love like you know so many people have an understanding of what love is but as we're taught is that love is a duty and if we're not being dutiful to that little duty then we're not actually showing the right way to love so assalamu alaikum family next we got brother jay Peace family. Um, I think uh, throughout the call, I just did a lot of reflecting um, on just love. And I just like growing up, I ain't have my father in my life. You know, like I still don't. He ain't really too much present in my life now. And I used to think that like he wasn't around maybe because he didn't love me. And now that I'm older, I still got a relationship with my sister. Like we got different uh, moms, but the same dad. And like we real close. And I just see that, like, she got, like, a real bitter, like, taste towards my dad. And me personally, I know sometimes she be like, why you, like, defending him? And now that I got older and then the more I just start gaining understanding, I just realized that some of the events that my father went through, not making an excuse for none of the things that he did. I just understand that, hey, if I was to go through this situation, it's a possibility I might have went down that same path. So instead of like having a bitter taste towards him or feel like he don't love me, I just feel like because I understand the circumstances like his mom and his sister dying in the same year, just a lot of things that he going through, it just make me instead of like, man, forget my pops, my pops went in my life, just having that understanding actually make me like, like, want to love him and the things that I know, I know he probably don't know. And maybe I can help him out regardless of, I can easily be like, oh, my dad went in my life. He didn't come to no basketball games or this and that. And, and because my sister, she feeling that now she wants a, a husband and she's attracting men out of that pain. She got towards my father, you know? So I just feel like if she had like a little bit more understanding and because I got a little bit more understanding, just because 
our relationship not there, I still love my father. And if he was to call me today and want to fix that relationship based off that understanding and just getting a little bit more clarification in this call, you know, like like I, I would I would, would want to help him out with some of his problems, maybe, you know. So that's just what I got from the call. Just a little self-reflection. Wow. Wow. Deep, man. Woo, look at look at what the word of God is doing. Mm-mm. Well, that's a power call right there, boy. Appreciate you for sharing that. Uh, we got iPhone. I don't know your name, but it just shows up as iPhone. Um, assalamu alaikum. Is this the iPhone y'all looking for? Uh, You're calling up. Did you press three? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, this is Sister Wendy. I I was trying to see how to put my name on there but um but in, but anyways i'm uh, sister wendy and uh assalamu alaikum everyone well salam. so um I, i'm i'm getting so many different uh uh hits with the message and um and so i i wasn't going to say anything but i'm just compelled to share my uh recent situation um, in regards to love and being authentic and who are you? I mean, what, what are you really about? So anyways, um, a situation happened here in Fort Worth, uh, with a young boy being accidentally killed and so forth. And, um, there's a, the, uh, a public figure, um, from our area who has a big following. And um, I listened to this man, uh, Charleston White is the name. And I listened to him. And sometimes he, in the beginning, I hear brief things and he'd say things and they would be kind of on point. And then it was like, he jumped off subject and uh, he's just all over the place. So now he's just like anything that could get some attention to him. And so, so many people, their response, they're, they're not feeling what he's saying. He's wrong and he's uh, spewing hate and disruption in, the, in our community. And we don't even need that. That's like the minister say, the truth is, is bad enough. So we don't need that. So in this, in this situation, you know, you have uh, a, a group of childhood friends uh, that had this accident happen with the three-year-old. Uh, picking up a gun, killing the 12 year old. And the whole situation is tragic all the way around. And, you know, he gets on uh, this live and he's spewing all this, you know, profanity and, and calling people out, I'm calling the police and just, and so I just had to ask him, like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Is this for entertainment? Or are you an activist? Because you were saying that you love the youth and you love this young baby that was mur that was uh, accidentally killed, but you don't even know his name. I mean, it's just, and you're asking for money. So, you know, and I just told him, you know, God, Allah has blessed you with the voice that commands the attention of the people. And that voice, um, you have the choice to use that voice to give the people life or give the people death the same way as medicine is poison. Mm -hmm. 
And I explained to him, you know, you have knowledge because I hear you speak in certain situations, but what are you doing? You need to choose what you're doing because we don't, he's talking about going to war and, you know, and we can shoot up and all this kind of stuff. It's like, we don't need that. How, if you have a problem with these uh, people that are involved and what they do for a living, what is your position? How about going to them privately and speaking and reasoning with them? And if you're looking for a spotlight and you're able to bring peace to that situation, then that's the real spotlight, not the spotlight uh, bringing all this drama to what is already drama. And so people around me were like, oh, you shouldn't say anything. You shouldn't even respond to that because, you know, you know, he's going to start saying something. And he's not said, and I thought about uh, the other call, uh, Brother Ben, and he said, turn the other cheek. And I thought about that and I was convicted. Like, so what if he has something to say about me? Because, I mean, there's nothing about me that I'm ashamed of. We all have issues. I, I tell the world about my past. I've been to prison. I don't have anything that I'm ashamed of. I want to use that as a teaching moment. And right now, this is a teaching moment. I'm not in a position to teach those young men or whatever they had going up. He knew them personally. So what do you have to go to? Facebook and make this big uh, announcement and get the people all riled up and this and any other. And so, you know, and I explained to my family, you know, um, I have to do what Allah has given me to do. And my job was not to go and say anything against what he's already said, but to go directly to him and go in peace and, and leave it there. It's not about going back and forth and, and I felt so good about doing that. Um, I felt, and it wasn't about anybody saying, yay, you spoke up or whatever. It was just about doing what was right. And that is the love of the people that I look like. And that is the love for what I want my children to see. Because we have enough negative uh, in our community. And I just, again, I just want to uh, thank you know, thank Allah for uh, giving me that uh, strength to do that and calling on me to do that. And um, he didn't say any, he did not respond when he took the post down. But what I took from that is that, you know, maybe it, something that I said registered because right now we, we are at war with each other and we are not going to get anywhere uh, being at war with each other. And those of us who know the truth, those are surely people, uh, other people know more and are more grounded in the truth than I am. But if we know it, we can't keep that to ourselves. If we have love for our people, if we have love for ourselves and what we want for our children, we can't keep that to ourselves. You know, we have to find every moment that is uh, available to drop a seed and then let that be. But anyways, thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, As-salamu alaykum. Walaikum Thank you. Brother Shakur. As-salamu alaykum. Yes, sir. 
what that sister said was very compelling, um, Brother Ben, you know, and me being a war vet, right? So when I go to certain gyms and I teach young girls and young men combat, right? That's what I, I teach. That's what I know combat. I've been a fighter all my life, right? And when I teach them combat, I train the women the same way I train the men. I train the men the same way I train the women. Because in this day and time you live in, you don't know if somebody's going to, uh, a police officer is going to pull you over and, and assault you or kill you or pull you over and, and put uh, illegal substances in your car and then you have to spend 48 hours or 7 8 hours in a in a jail or had to go to prison and I'm, I've known brothers who say they've seen savages I had a, a, a an intervention with one of my nephews and all his other uncles were there some biological some not but we all had this, this group of young men that we talked to and he talked about he was telling the brother you know look same thing about the birthright question. When when your parents give you, like, inshallah, you will leave your son or your, your child to come, Brother Ben, a legacy. That's a good legacy and not a messed up legacy. So like the messenger said, it's the birthright question. We, have, we are the inheritors of what our ancestors before them have done. The good and the bad. We have a we have a responsibility to continue what they have done, meaning the good and responsibility to correct the wrong. That's why me and my father have a great relationship. Now it wasn't the best when I was younger. But my father told me and I told my older cousins, he said, he said, sons don't don't start believing their fathers till they turn 30. <laughs> and I said, I said, wow. But you know, my other my older cousins with their sons are are, are uh, talking to them like I talk to my nephew because I don't have any biological children. But I'm putting this all in there to say about about the warrior, about loving God. That's why they say the best the 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 the, the best warriors are the most are the most sensitive people because they understand life and death and how precious it is and how precious it is how precious it is and about about children about the babies. This is why when I hear people talk that, oh, we need to go to war and we need to go right now. See, I've had dead babies. I have held dead babies in my hands. I have had to put people and children in body bags. I know what that's like. And I tell people all the time, be careful about talking about war because you that's a last result. You don't never, you don't ever want her. Hopefully, none of y'all have to have to go through that, right? That's why I stay by myself a lot of times because I know my father knows how I am. I'm a very, my father say he's a very loving person. He's very until you get him until you get me going the other way, and I always tell him. I say if you kill me and cut my heart open and pull it back, you will see a green monster in there with his fist balled up, talking about, come on, bring it on. Mr. got a lot of warriors out here. And if he gave this hand signal right then and there, we'll tear this whole place up. But it's because we got love and compassion for our people that that, that is pulled back. But make no mistake, 
play not with these lessons. Like the minister said, these lessons are fire. There are people out here who love the minister, who are enrooted, who are enrooted in the lessons, and love the brothers and sisters who follow these lessons, who understand these lessons. And that's all I wanted to say, Brother Ben, about the love and about the warrior and the compassion of the warrior. Salam alaikum. Brother Wesley. Peace. I just wanted to just briefly just say just what uh, Brother Shakur brought up about um, just planting that seed. Um, I'm one of that person. I, I'm 32 and I'm just now at a point now where me and my father have real genuine conversations and we're having real genuine conversations about the lessons and things that I'm learning in the lectures. And I've been around the teachings my whole life, but never really understood. But he's been planting those seeds since I was a baby. And it's like, it took this long, which I'm thankful for that. I, I went through what I went through, but being able to see that seed, be able to finally come to fruition. And for me to see so much of what I've, I can say, I thought I knew, but was aware of. And now to actually start studying and really understanding it just like that, that gap that we have of love, we can close, especially if you, if you're dealing with that with your parents, I know with me, I, I really had a strained relationship with my father, which I spoke on before, but the lessons is what brought us closer. The love that he had with regardless of how I was living my life, he still was planting those seeds, still being there regardless of how I was treating him. He still planted those seeds. And at this point where we can still have a loving conversation, be on a level plane and be able to speak on things as a building, that love is that much powerful. You know, it just makes me that much more appreciative of the lessons, it makes me that much more appreciative of Allah as well because he, he didn't give up on me. And that's why I just feel so passionate about not giving up on other people as well. Because if I if I gave up on someone, how would I feel if my father or even Allah gave up on me? Um, so I, I just appreciate him bringing that point up about that seed being planted. Man, that's deep. Perfect example of love. Denying yourself. Because we got to deny ourselves, man, to be able to deal with something like that. You rejecting me? Shoot, and I'm your father. You rejecting me, and I'm bringing you good news. So the price of redemption that we spoke about the other day with the minister, that's an example of the price of redemption. You got to be long-suffering. The race is not to the swift nor to the strong, but to those who can endure to the end. And look at the result of it. The result is now we see one who is patient too, who loves too, who's on the calls, who's bringing people to the to the fold, listening to the teaching. So imagine if that love was cut short because of how I feel and his emotion to how his son is responding to him. Boy, there's some deep stuff, man. Uh, many lessons in this. The ministers say, uh, don't, you know, study everything around you. Everything around us is a book. The people that we listening to on the morning. That's why I say, man, come on, man. Y'all share something that stood out to you because there's books of wisdom in us. We just read the lessons. We read the teachings and hearing his testimony of the example that his father set forth. He said, just now at 32. Shoot, some of us, that 32nd day, that brother ain't listening to you, man. To hell with that Negro. Shoot, I'm through with that nigga, man. Nigga, I done sent this nigga all these lectures. Come on, man. Y'all know how we is. We talking about, we talking about decades being long-suffering. And I know, you know, man, shoot, that's his son. That's a little bitty. But 
if we saying, if we believe the minister is who he is, right? Watch this. Because I know somebody was thinking that, well, that's his son. You know, <laughs> that's a little different. This thing right here say, love ye one another as I have loved you. The minister didn't give up on us because we wasn't his biological children. See? He was long-suffering dealing with our people. He's been long-suffering dealing with us. I heard he's invited people to his dinner table who he knew wanted to kill him. He's mentioned several times, man, I, you got to love our people more than they hate themselves. Man, that can be difficult. And do it for a long period of time. That's how we're going to save our people. That's how we're going to have to do it. That's how we're going to have to do it. Even with our own family members. We're going to have to do it, man. So that's the price. And it's and 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 that's what come with it. And and I know this kind of going elsewhere, but that's why I say, man, well, let me no, I think this goes in line. Let me try to find it. Didn't he say something about uh let me see what he said. Didn't he say something about part time? Let me see. He said something about part time, didn't he? And you can't do that part time. It's like I remember saying it, but I don't know if that was. Did I say that this morning? Something about, he said something about part-time. Yep, I think it's right here. There it is. Why do you have to fish, Peter? Because my people are swimming in a sea of sin that soon shall become a lake of fire. I want you, Peter, to get them out of the world and bring them to me. But in order to do that, Peter, you can't be part-time. Well, this is why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad also teaches us economics. And the minister teaches us that he put us in the uh, suits and ties so that we can go out and be business people of the world. Because how can I do this part-time? How can we be about the resurrection of a people in the condition that we are in part-time? So this is why we have to talk about also the economic piece, the financial piece. It's not just to chase money. It's to be able to build something and to be able to grow something to free up your time to be on calls like this in the morning. To be able to talk to a brother when he don't understand. To be able to dialogue with your people when they have some confusion. So if we're going to go get them, and this is our mission, this is our, 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 our duty to go civilize the uncivilized and deliver the 40 plus million to the Lamb of God, how are we going to do this part time? And look, this is what the enemy does to us. The enemy makes us busy. Y'all don't believe me? Let's look. I didn't plan on closing with this, but let me see. Moses, we don't, we gonna, I just want to show y'all Moses and the children of Israel. Just so that we can see maybe some times that we're in right now. Look at this. This is Exodus. This is Exodus 5. We're going to go to Exodus. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 5. Let's see. 
Watch this, y'all. It says, afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Now, we know in modern time that the modern Moses and the modern Aaron is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I ain't going to argue with you. Take it or let it alone. Because we talk about the children of Israel. We are that children of Israel who has uh, 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 came in a, in a strange land, been enslaved for 400 years. Then after that, he will come and judge them. Well, if we are the modern children of Israel, who was the modern Moses and who was the Aaron to that modern Moses? I never, I ain't got that answer for none of them. So that is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So look at how we reading this. So Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I would not let Israel go. Then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Mm -mm. taking the people away from their labor. In other words, do for self, boy, or suffer the consequences. Separation or death. Huh? Come on now. Just trying to bring it down to modern times. Then he says, get back to your work. Watch this. Then Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous, and you are stopping them from working. The minister brought, man, million, over nearly two million on a Monday. He didn't say, let me do it. Let me get you on the weekend when y'all. No, he said on a Monday, come on down here to learn about reconciliation. Huh? Come get this, come get this news you can use about uh, 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 the process of atonement. To fix your life for a black man. Yeah, I'm talking about come to the word of God on a Monday. Ooh. Then watch this. That same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. He says, you are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. See, straw made the bricks easier to make. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before don't reduce the quota. Oh, look at this, y'all. Look at this. Oh, man, this is so important because this is why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said we have to separate and we have to do something for ourselves because they know if I can keep these niggas busy, they won't be able to pay attention to the word of God. They won't be able to pay attention to the modern messenger, the Christ, the Messiah, and the disciples that's trying to get them to accept their own and be themselves because they're going to be so busy at work. Man, look at this. He says they are lazy. That is why they are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make them work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to lies. Now, this is Pharaoh talking. So we know that if he fears the lie. Because if the America is built up on lies, what they really fear is the truth. It says, then the slave drivers and the overseers went out and said to the people, this is what Pharaoh has said. 
I will not give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced at all. Imagine that. Imagine that. That's like modern times saying, hey, man, I need you to put these boxes together. Like they got a machine that helps you put the boxes together. We taking away the machine, but put these boxes together and, and you got to put the same amount of boxes that you need to. Yeah, and you got to go find your, your material on your own. Come on, man. That's finna put you to work. You finna have less time on your hands. So the people scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. The slave drivers kept pressing them, saying, complete the work required of you each day, just as when you had straw. Look at this. And Pharaoh's slave drivers beat the Israelite overseers they had appointed. Demanding, why haven't you met your quota of bricks yesterday or today as before? Then the Israelite overseers went and appealed to Pharaoh, why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said lazy. That's what they are, lazy. So look at what they do to us today. They make it harder. And because we're not where we need to be, they say, oh, the niggas is lazy. That is why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of bricks. The Israelite overseers realized they were in trouble when they were told you are not to reduce the number of bricks required of you each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them and said, May the Lord look on you and judge you. You have made an obnoxious, made us obnoxious to Pharaoh and his officials. And have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Moses returned to the Lord and said, why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name? He has brought trouble on this people and you have not rescued your people at all. So see now. Now he goes in, then the Lord said to Moses, now you now you will see what I would do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand and he will let them go because of my mighty hand, he would drive them out of his country. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to, to Isaac and to Jacob as God almighty, but my name, the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan where they reside as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. So you remember what he said uh, after they, he will come and judge them. He says, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with the outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, take you, talking specifically to them, as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians, and I will, and I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Moses reported to the 
reported this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and harsh labor. Now look at us. Look at how many of our people don't listen to the teachings. Because of what Pharaoh has done through propaganda, the modern Pharaoh, what they have done to make life hard. Oh, y'all, man, y'all ain't got this. Y'all ain't got that. They looking at, they looking at what uh, 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 the modern Pharaoh has given them. And we know we love the devil because they give us nothing. Then the Lord said to Moses, go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go out of his country. But Moses said to the Lord, if the Israelites would not listen to me, why will Pharaoh listen to me? Since I speak with faltering lips. So it goes on to talk about what happened, but think about how that's happening in modern time. Think about how many people you say, hey man, come check this out. Come check out this good news. And they busy. I'm busy working. They're making life harder and harder and harder and more difficult and more difficult. Inflation is rising, going up. Times are harder. Many people have been laid off from their jobs. The pandemic messed up and destroyed messed many people. But there was a Moses that had came and had been trying to tell us to separate long before that happened. So we can be prepared for times like that when they're going to let us go. And let us go like they never needed us. So as we strive for spiritual freedom, we have to not forget that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad also was striving to give us economic freedom, not just to have economics in our pocket, not just to say, I'm nigga, I'm yeah, I'm cool. I got the bread. I'm I'm stacked up. No, it's so that we can become free. And be fully liberated, have full salvation, because there's a people out there that we have to help him get. And they're going to be distracted and pulled on by the world. I can't tell you how many people, you know, man, I want to come to study group. Then something happened in their life and they can't come. And then the more the fish, you know, is wilding, it's getting back in the water. It's just always trying to flap back into the water. End up getting back into the water again. Then we got to keep trying. But this is what the world is doing. The world is constantly pulling, constantly pulling, constantly pulling. So if we are not consciously going out to get them, we're going to continue. It's like tug of war. If we ain't strategically and intentionally pulling on the rope and somebody on the opposite side is pulling, we're going to lose. We can't let Moses and Aaron fight by themselves. We got we to gotta help go out and get the 40-plus million uh, rusty locks and give them a key to unlock it and clean them up. But that's going to take, like you say, long-suffering. It's going to take love. It's going to take patience. It's going to take us denying ourselves. Look at what it also said. It said, if you love what you do more then this mission, you can't follow me. That's kind of what the, I'm paraphrasing. But that's what it said. We can't fall too in love with what the world has given us as our job to where now we can't follow him. 
Because many of us would get so caught up in the world and what the world done gave me as my job, I'm thinking I'm doing the will of God. And then, ooh, it would be so painful for us to run up to Jesus and say, Lord, Lord, look at the great works that I done. Remember that scripture? Oh, look at all the great things. And he said, get away from me. Turn away from me. You who practice lawlessness, I know you're not. Wouldn't that hurt? Let me, I want to, I want to quote it right. I don't want to misquote it. Let me get the right. Let me get what he said. He said, turn away from me. Oh man. He said, I never knew you. God. That's, no, that's what is that? Matthew. That's Matthew. Yeah, that was Matthew 7, 23. Let me see. Let me go to Matthew 7. Let's do uh 20. Through 23, see if we can find it here. Man, look at this, y'all. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? He said, then I would tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. God. Woo. So look at this. He, he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones who does the will of my father who is in heaven. God. So hopefully that was a reminder for some of us. And we get off track all time. That's why we got. That's why when you put your GPS in, you look down to make sure you're on track. So if you if you heard that this morning and you look at your life and say, "Wow, I ain't did nothing for the mission in about three months." Damn, come on, let's get back on track. Man, I ain't said nothing about. I ain't did this in about two weeks. Come on, get back on track. Adjust. It's all right. We fall off, but get back on track to do it to do our Father's work. You, there's things we have to do to make money. There's things we have to do to take care of our households. That's, that's understandable. God know that. But he said, do everything with the mission involved. Keep that mission at the forefront of our minds. And I, and I, got, the, and I got the perfect clip for that. Man, I be having them clips on deck. Hold on, I got to send it to myself. I got to find it in my phone. Let me show y'all this clip right here. See if I can find it. We're gonna close with this right here. I think there's gonna be a there's gonna be a good a good reminder. Uh where is that? Here it is. Okay, y'all ready? Send it to myself. All right, here we go. Check it out. Gotta make that thing smaller. What's up with that? Hold on. We're going to go back. Other than our assignment. Here we go. And don't take on mixed instructions other than our assignment. You got one mission, one objective, one aim, one purpose. Yeah. That is the rise of our people. Don't get sidetracked. It's good to do this. It's good to do that. But with the focus in mind. Yeah. 
see? You want to be a doctor? Be a doctor. But a doctor ain't nothing unless he's tied to a mission bigger than being a doctor. You got a nation to heal. You want to be a sociologist, a psychologist, a lawyer. Fine, go be that. But to be a lawyer just to make money. No, to be a lawyer to fight for justice for your people. Because the idea is to make a people free. Everything is for the rise of your people. You don't want to be a politician just to be a politician. You want to be a politician so you can fight for the liberation of your people. You got one aim, one destiny, one focus. Don't take on mixed instructions. Mm, Don't take on mixed instructions. So hopefully this was a reminder for somebody this morning. Don't take on mixed instructions. Remember the mission is the rise of our people. So I thank you all for coming on this morning, uh, this Friday morning. We will be back Monday morning, God willing, at 8 a.m. Central Time. If you all would like to see more of the programs that I have, you can go to www.brotherbenlinks.com, www.brotherbenlinks.com. Sister Shalon, you, you press the number three. You want to share something? My first time joining. Oh, man, if you if this your first time on a Zoom call this morning, man, press the number one. Man, who are the first timers this morning? Sister Shilon, you wanted to say something? We got iPhone on for the first time. There it is. Okay, I was muted. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Okay, so, yes, it was going back to the beginning when, we, when you were speaking on love. With, the, with regard to the article that you sent us. I remember when I found out that love was not an emotion. I always felt that it's about how you feel about me, what you think about me, just, just this gooey, gooey feeling. When I found out that love was a verb, a duty, an action, that was, that was eye-opening for me. When I... When I took on that and found out that I started totally looking at it in a different light, briefly, that love is, love is patient, love is kind, love is not getting emotional when you don't like something that was said, when you don't like something that was done. How do you walk out? And, and I, go, I, I remember Sister Yolanda stated that she usually puts herself in certain um, clips and certain things that I said so I'm in I'm putting myself in it with regard to love how do you walk out on someone that you quote-unquote love because you emotionally don't like something that was said how do you disregard your whole family because you're upset about something that was said what about love how do you not provide for us but you love how do you not maintain the family maintain because of something you didn't like. What about love? That's not love. And when I found out that love was not an emotion, I totally look at it differently now. That's all I wanted to to make mention of. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Sister Vaughn? Am I saying that right?
Well, I would like to hear from our first-time guests. If, if y'all would like to share, we got our phone, Amani. Levi, is it Lavisha or Lavisia? Lindsay? Any of y'all want to share what y'all thought about y'all first time? Salam alaikum. Walaikum salam. I totally enjoyed it. Um, I'm grateful for the the invite by Sister Shalon. And um, love, it's, I mean, I'm sure y'all don't seen those green hearts. <laughs> so love is my thing. Um, it definitely is one of selflessness. And I've often had people to say, you know, why you do that? I wouldn't do that and things like that. But it is definitely a matter of love in um, many of those things. And then in the things that were said, I had two conversations that um, about yesterday. One was about, I have a nephew uh, that's doing uh, what it, he was 17. He got 17 at 17. So he got 20 years and 17 for good time. And he often calls me and he was uh, sort of troubled in his heart. I, I felt it. And he asked the question as he's starting to, you know, elevate his thinking in jail with the th different things he's reading and the uh, different exposures that he's uh, being exposed to. And how I, uh, he asked about when he talks to his uh, uncle and his stepdad and different ones that he doesn't feel like they can feed him. Like he's, he's, he's getting it from the women, but he doesn't really sense it from the men. I had to let him know that, you know, everybody has value. Sometimes it could be that a person is, is to show you something good or show you something what not to do. But everybody has value. Otherwise, they wouldn't have come into your space and you have to figure that out. And then we have to remember sometimes we are the ones that bring it to the table. You may not be talking to them to get something from them. You may be talking um, to them to give something to them. So you can't discount them for wherever they are. And uh, you have to always pray and meditate so that you can speak to God as well as hear from God. Um, and then I, I'll keep it short. <laughs> so I'll just leave it right there. And I, as again, say uh, peace be upon everyone. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Anybody else want to share first timers? Yes, sir. Um, Brother Ben, assalamualaikum. Um, I was also invited by Sister Shalon to the call. And um, honestly, when I got invited the first time, I read the article and I thought it was just on time. So on time, especially with, um, you know, where my mind has been, because um, I noticed like what you were saying Brother Ben, about the fishing thing, you know, um, and that's a huge thing for me that I have been working on myself with, you know, being able to um, have enough confidence in myself to actually, you know, when I get someone who's interested to stay on them and stay with them. But it's like, you know, there's a balance between, like you were saying, and you so eloquently put, you know, um, with the scripture from Exodus, 
um, about how we'll let our jobs, you know, in the real world, like the money and stuff, stop us from doing the real work, which is, you know, getting our people. And it's like currently <laughs> I'm in that battle myself. And I'm working on, you know, making that less of an issue so that I can work, do better with doing that job. And that's what's been on my heart, you know. So it's like when I hear a message like this, you know, early in the morning, that's more positive and, you know, uplifting. And it's a reminder, you know, and an encouragement to do what is necessary for us to do, especially in this day and time when we know what time it is, you know. Um, it, it just gives me that energy, you know, to be like push harder and do what I see is necessary for me to do so that I can really get into the real work. Cause like, it's on my heart to do, which is like these realities, you know, those real time stuff, you know, we got to deal with what's happening in present time. And I'm like, okay, just go to war with it. And I'm going to war with Allah in mind and his and his Messiah and his and his um Christ. You know, and now it's like I got <laughs> um, due to this call, I have a, a family who's who's in this work too, who's who's ready to get this work together and and you know make make stuff happen. So I'm just thankful. Uh, you know, Brother Ben, I've been rocking with you from from a for a few years now, but like now I got another way <laughs> to rock with you. So praise be to Allah. Thank you for doing this. Praise be to Allah. Thank you. Sister Yolanda. Brother Ben. Yes, ma'am. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, and Allahu Akbar. This was fire, fire, fire when you read Exodus. And I hope I'm not alone. But it put me in the mindset as I typed in the chat. And when you said something about not taking on misinstructions, this is how this plantation get us. We offering some overtime. And we might have our eyes on something that we saw in, in the window at the mall or whatever have you on TV, wherever. Okay, I'm going to work this overtime. You know we got Mars meeting on um, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday night study group. And they offering overtime on the days that we supposed to be in our lessons, as Brother Shakur tell us, study our lessons. But we run, get that overtime. But then we get that fake money. We don't pay our charity. We're we not helping building our nation. We're not doing nothing in the community, giving back because we was blessed to get something. We go get something for ourselves. So that just sparked a fire in me. And confirmed me. I'm like, I do not work no overtime. I don't want it. I'm going to live within my means off of what I make. And if I can go get me this purse, I can make sure my charity pay. I get to the brother Ben Cole and all the other calls that help me in my teachings with these lessons. That when I do work this regular plantation job, it, it helps me to be able to steal away, as we mentioned earlier this week, so we can free ourselves. Because separation is a must. If we don't see it at this point, we ain't going to see it because it's right in our face. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You got a P.O. box number because I'm not on all this other digital stuff because I want to make my con my donation towards you helping me spark the fires in me so that I can continue to help build my nation. 
All praises due to Allah. I'll put the P.O. box inside of the telegram. But man, I uh I thank you all for being on every morning. This literally uh was a thought that came to mind probably a day before Ramadan. I was like, man, we just gotta record. I think I was in the group chat. Sister Marianne was like, man, what you I asked, what do y'all think about uh, you know, doing it live in front of everybody? Because you know, it's sometimes it can be difficult trying to read the Quran each day and you ain't motivated sometimes. And it's like, oh, I got to. But man, this call, man, it's, it done turned into something powerful, you know, starting off with just reading the, reading the Quran each day. And look at us every single morning. Sister Shilan, you going to you don't you don't become the MVP of the week. You done invited two, three guests on the call, man. Sister Shilan going to work. But this is what we have oh, nah. to do. It's what we asking. If everybody did what Shilan did, we'll be hitting our goal of 100. So for everybody who's new and watching on the Zoom, the goal is to get over 100 people live with us on the Zoom. The more people we have on the Zoom, the more people that can share, hey, this is what I got from that. Hey, this is what God is doing for me. Hey, this is what stood out for me so that we can hear these different perspectives and get the medicine that we need for our lives. Y'all see what happens when a few people share with us in the morning. Ooh, I needed that. Ooh, thank you for sharing that. Then some people don't even say nothing. And then when somebody else says something, they say, ooh, I was inspired to say something. Now, let me go on and say it. See, we need that. She said, what is the Zoom number? All you got to do is text the word nation to 833-276-7174. Or you can go to brotherbenlinks.com and it's going to be that first button. And when you hit that button where it says Join us every Monday through Friday. It's going to open up your text messages. It's going to already have the word nation in there and then just hit send. And then it's going to give you the use. It's going to give you the Zoom link and the passcode for every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Time. Also, let me say it again. Come on at 8 a.m. Even if you do not get a text. If I'm not going to come on, I'll send you guys a text or I'll let you guys know on the telegram. But even if I do not send you a text and say we are on, try to come on at 8 a.m. Why am I saying this? Because if I run out of text messages like I did last week, I don't want y'all to be thinking, oh, I guess we didn't have it. And we have about three or four people on here. So make it a habit to come on right at like 755. Come on at eight. Even if I don't text y'all, if I'm not coming on, I will text y'all. Hey, we canceling. Hey, we ain't going to be able to do it. We're going to do it tomorrow. Whatever the case may be. But try to come on even if I don't text y'all. I want to get y'all in that habit. I know the text messages are good. They reminding y'all. But if I run out of text messages, I want everybody to still be on. 8 a.m. Central Time. The number is 833-276-7174. Text just the word nation. And it's going to respond. So thank you all for listening, family. God willing, I'll see you guys next month. Repeat it one more time. Uh, 833-276-7174. If they just text the word nation to that number, that's how they will get on the text list. Text the word nation to 833-276-7174. Assalamu alaikum, family. Have a blacktastic day.